Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Companions of the Message. So Sara and I both decided to switch it up a little bit again. Um, we are going to stick to just Thursday thoughts and alternate between each other. Even though I was supposed to do the names of Allah, I wanted to conclude the book, The Intelligent Heart, The Pure Heart. And we're on chapter three. And I know I mentioned there are four parts. The fourth part we mentioned was the diseases of the heart. And we covered that in Tezkiah. So if you want to check that out, you can watch that episode. So let's begin with chapter three, The Unique Heart. And it's one of the longer chapters, so I'm not going to hit everything. So if you want to check it out, like I said, purchase the book. It begins by stating we are comprised of two components, the body and the soul. And the human body is made from earthly ingredients, but the soul has heavenly origins. So it creates a conflict between our material and spiritual being. The human body, it possesses desires similar to those of animals, whereas the human soul strives for heavenly desires. This struggle will not end until we die, when the spirit is finally released from our bodies. And our desire to worship is from the soul, whereas like hunger, thirst, lust, whatever you want to call, are from our bodies. Even the food, right? The food for our body comes from the ingredients that we were created from, right? From earth. And the food for our soul is the heavenly revelation of Allah, is the Quran. It's a spring of life for it. Our soul is from Allah, so it's fed through that source, through that ingredient, right? Through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's words. We were made from dirt and our bodies will return to it. We will decompose. Our soul is from Allah and it will return back to Allah. And reflecting on Surah An-Nur, the heart, it's referred to as a glass which contains a lamp, which is present inside of a niche or a nook. The chest, your ribcage, is that nook, where inside it you will find glass, right, your heart, with that light within it, which is our glowing souls. And subhanAllah, that light that's within you, it's not enough. It's not enough to guide you in the darkness, but it's enough for you to know you need this light in order for yourself to be guided. So how do you create more light? How do you put nurun ala nur, right? As referred to in Surah An-Nur, is that Quran. is allowing the Quran to be upon your soul, right? So when you allow the Quran on top of your fitrah, on top of your soul, it creates such a light, a light that can guide. We need tazkiyah, right? We need to purify our souls because what happens to glass? And I want you to think what happens to a glass when there's a candle inside. It darkens to the point where no light can come into the glass and no light can come out of it. And it's the same thing like your soul. If you're not benefiting it enough, if you're not cleaning your heart, if you're not purifying your heart, your soul, even though there's that light, that fitra inside of you, it will become covered with darkness, allowing you not to benefit, you not to feed your soul, and your soul not to benefit you. There needs to be that tazkiyah, there needs to be that purification, there needs to be nurun ala nur, there needs to be Qur'an in your life. So moving on with the chapter, the next part sort of focuses on the uniqueness of the heart. Very cool, fun facts. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in Surah Al-Alaq, fall in prostration and draw near to your Lord, draw near to Allah. The Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam, he says, the closest a slave ever is to his Lord is when he is in prostration. So make supplication, so make that dua, ask Allah of whatever it is that's in your heart because this is the closest you will be it's the moment that your body physically lowers your brain and allows your heart to now stand above it and with islam it emphasizes a congregational worship right to worship in a group and inshallah the next points are really things to take note on and to really focus on because it really inspired me so what makes the heart cells so unique compared to all the other cells in your body is that they are the only cells in your body to pulsate they are the only cells in your body to be in 
a rhythm. If a heart cell is placed on a slide, it will continue to beat for a short time and then it loses the rhythm and it dies. And if you put two heart cells on a slide, right, with some distance, they will still die. But if you were to bring them closer, not necessarily touching, but near, their beats will synchronize and they won't die. And the same thing happens at a larger scale with our hearts. All of our hearts strengthen when they synchronize, when they're in unity, when there's a rhythm. When you are standing in salah, they synchronize. It builds unity within it. Even our breathing patterns synchronize when we're in salah. And they did an experiment, right? And this is what I love the most. This point, if you don't listen to anything, listen to this one point. And so they did an experiment where they placed in a room so many small pendulums and they started them each at a different time. So they're all ticking at a different time and they put a big one, right? A huge pendulum in the room and all of the other smaller pendulums synchronized with the strongest beat, with the biggest pendulum. And subhanAllah, this is how our hearts function as well. You will synchronize with the strongest heart in your circle. This is why the companions of the Prophet ﷺ were sitting in his presence. They used to remember Allah much more than when they were alone. This is why they would feel like angels almost when they were with the Prophet and when they were away they would think they were hypocrites because they would act different. Their heart would synchronize with the strongest heart and whose heart's stronger than the Prophet And this is why it's so important to choose your friends wisely. And this is why you notice that with certain friends you pray on time, you don't curse as much, you're doing things the right way, you're a better person around them because your heart is following their lead. But it could also happen with another friend who has a strong heart with disobeying Allah. And you find yourself forgetting Salah. And you find yourself cursing and being disrespectful and being obnoxious and not caring. Your heart synchronizes with theirs. It's very important you allow your heart to synchronize with a strong heart that's close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the heart, it plays a central role in accepting Islam. It's the heart that must be touched. And subhanAllah, the difference between the brain and the heart. The brain, at times, it can reject proofs very strong proofs and it doesn't care about them. Where the heart, it can be impressed by a small incident and then all of a sudden this person's life has changed. If you want anyone to accept Islam, it needs to touch their hearts. If you are a da'i, someone who spreads the truth of Islam through their words or their actions, you must touch their hearts. There are so many mental proofs that people agree with. They completely see how it aligns with the reality of Allah being our creator and yet they still don't believe it. They're not impressed by it. Yet if we were to give them more heartfelt proofs, right? Allow their hearts to feel Islam, it would change their lives completely. Because when the heart agrees on a change and it's convinced about it, then the whole body has no choice except to obey the heart. Allah says in Surah Al-An'am, whoever Allah wills to guide, he opens their heart to Islam. But whoever he wills to astray, he makes their chest tight. And this is showing you that it's our hearts that accept Islam. We're too busy trying to bring logic to it. And it's not to say it's not important to give logical reasons of why Islam is the truth, but you also have to be focused more so on their hearts. And not only is the individual heart important in embracing Islam, but the Muslims as a whole need strong hearts to be unified as an ummah. If you're wondering why we are so divided, ask yourself, how is your sisterhood and brotherhood in your community? You know, when the Prophet ﷺ, when he first came to Medina, what did he do? He built a masjid and then he what? He started a brotherhood with the Ansar and the Muhajireen. If you want the ummah to be strong, there needs to be a unity. And the last note I wanted to mention is the heart in relation to the mother's bond. 
bond with her baby. SubhanAllah, this is such a beautiful miracle because it's the moment in which two heartbeats exist in one body. And of all the sounds the child hears, it's the heartbeat of the mother. And when the heartbeat of the mother is normal and regular, the baby feels safe. And if the mother has a prolonged heightened state of anxiety, this will have an effect on the baby as well. And this is why it's so important to take care of women, especially when they're pregnant, taking care of their emotional well-being and also their physical. And subhanAllah, the milk of the mother, it's purposely designed by Allah to be poor in nutrients and digested quickly. It makes it necessary for the mother to breastfeed her baby more throughout the day. You know, we have Infamil and these other formulas that sustain the baby for hours. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala purposely created the mother's breast milk to not have as much nutrients to fill the baby and to be easily digested just so that the mom and the baby can have more physical contact. You know, now when you give birth, they are charging you for physical contact with their baby. It's a fee. And this is why the Quran emphasizes this importance in Surah Al-Luqman of breastfeeding your child for two years so that the baby can be close to the mother while she breastfeeds constantly throughout the day. So that concludes chapter three. And like I mentioned, if you're interested in the book, please purchase it. If you wanna check out chapter four, it's in our series of Tazkiyah titled Diseases of the Heart. Jazakum khairan for listening. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.